Well, hello, Faith Family, and uh, welcome to our panel discussion today. We're looking at uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses uh, 14 through 23. Got uh, Dan Herbster uh, with me, and I'm going to start with a question for you, Dan. What impacted you the most from this uh, sermon? Well, there's a lot of great biblical truth there on a topic that can often be sensitive when people, you know, people, a lot of people have heard. Uh, uh, sermons about giving, and this is not your average sermon on giving. Thank, thank the Lord. It was very, very biblical, very gospel-centered. I think the, the thing that really touched me the most, I thought was most powerful, at the very end, he gave, uh, Kyle, he just gave a little snippet of his testimony, um, and just mm. how he, looking back, he realized, you know, he heard the gospel as a six-year-old in a Christian school chapel, and it kind of lay dormant there in his life until he was 16, and, and God finally used that, brought that to fruition in his life uh, in saving faith. But then he, as he was thinking, uh, even just this morning, about what made that Christian school possible, and it was the financial sacrifice of two farmers and his church back in North Carolina that kept that Christian school going so that he could hear the gospel there. And I thought that was just a, a beautiful uh, picture of just how uh, our, our temporary wealth in this life can be invested for eternal gain in so many different ways. And I think that's what uh, Christ is getting at in that parable of the... Uh, the unrighteous mammon. Uh, it's not saying, you know, greed is good. It's basically saying, hey, you can use some of that wealth, some of the material goods and resources of this life for eternal reward and for stuff that will last for eternity. So I thought that was a, really the, one of the most powerful uh, ways that illustrate what, what uh, Paul is teaching there in the text. Yes. No, thank you. Matthew? Yeah, uh, I, I love that the, the sermon had a theme. He talked about how, um, how giving is a form of, of worship. And I always think mm -hmm. of worship in this like revelation and response. So because of what we know about God, uh, worship is, is mm -hmm. our response to him and giving is, is a part of that. And I also loved um, uh, the way he talked about how, how giving is our way of, uh, one, one way of participating in God's work on earth. So mm -hmm. um, I always think of this, this story, this is not a, a, a text about giving by any means, but uh, the story of uh, when Jesus is, is entering Jerusalem on the back of a donkey and, and he tells the disciples to go down and tell this, you know, get this donkey. And if anyone asks about it, say, hey, the Lord, the Lord needs it. And lo and behold, he has a donkey. You know? right. And so I always think, what if the guy had just said, no, I'm going to I'm going to keep my donkey. <laughs> right. Do you think God would have, you know, would his purposes not have been achieved? No, he would have gotten they would have gotten somebody else's donkey. But this guy's donkey, this guy's uh, investment got to be a part of, of God's story. And I just mm. think that that's, that's what, you know, what giving is, is all about. Mm. Absolutely. Great. That's awesome. Uh, Dan, what, what are practical ways that we, that we respond to gospel giving? The first one is just start. If you haven't done it yet, mm. uh, you know, just, just start giving. Uh, do it. Pray prayer about what you could um, give on a regular basis, whether that's monthly or yearly, to the cause of Christ. Uh, and we'll we'll get in future questions about different outlets for that. But I would also say I would say start. But I would also say discern. Don't. It's not something you do carelessly just to make your conscience feel better that you're a good person. Look mm -hmm. at me. I give. Um, because not every uh, you know ministry uh, charity deserves your money or is the best use of your money. Not every Christian ministry is the the best recipient of your money. So you need to you need to do discerning, thoughtful giving, not just careless. And that's one of the many reasons that, for instance, 
I generally, I'm not saying there's never a circumstance where it would be appropriate, but I generally don't give money to panhandlers on the side of the road. One of the reasons is because I've been part of gospel ministries to uh, homeless uh, men, and I've learned that many, many times that is one of, almost the worst thing you can do is to, to um, help us, uh, sustain them in that kind of unhealthy re relationship. You want to try to help them get the help that they need. Um, so that's just a, a, one example about discerning about how you give uh, mm -hmm. to the cause of Christ. So start, uh, uh, and it's be, it should start with financial because the Lord, uh, generally speaking, has given us all some sort of financial resource so that we can all do it in that specific way. Um, but it, it is bigger than money. It's also our time. It's our resources. It's our, our effort uh, of our food for ministries of hospitality. So it's, it, it is important for finances. It has much broader application. Uh, but just start, be discerning, and then let it be a, a heart check, a, a test of where your heart is. Kyle quoted that, that, that uh, phrase from Christ in Matthew, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Yes. And if it's difficult to give or you're, you're questioning about it, uh, it, it can be a wonderful uh, check on where your values are, what your priorities are, and whether they're out of whack or not. Um, and I remember hearing uh, one preacher uh, talk about how that, that uh, if you do give, when you do give financially, that check, or however you give electronically or whatever, that check, can, it's almost like a declaration of independence. Uh, so many people can be so uh, slaves of their resources and their finances that giving it away, you know, spending it not on themselves can be so hard. It's almost like a declaration of independence to designate some of that portion of that specifically for the, for the work of God. So start, still be discerning as you start doing it, and let it really be a true reflection of your heart, your heart of worship, uh, a means of worship, and not just a, a religious obligation. Oh, great, thank you. Yeah, so Matthew, same question. What practical ways uh, do we respond to uh, gospel giving? Yeah, I, I think it's important to, to think of ourselves um, not as consumers, but as partners, like, like, like what Kyle said. Um, churches today are, are oriented toward consumers. You know, we, we have the phrase church hopping or church shopping, um, mm -hmm. and, and we ought not to be like that. I think it's important to ask yourself, um, you know, why are you here? Are you just here to, when you say like, I'm, I'm here to get filled up, well, maybe that's, you know, I, I, we hope you do get filled up. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But do you also see yourself as a, as a vessel for filling others up? Um, if, if you can't be at church, do you see it as a detriment to your own uh, self or do you see it as a detriment to the rest of the church if you can't be here? Um, you know, are, are you, are, are, you're not able to serve uh, others. So thinking of, of the local body of, of the church, of Jesus' church, as uh, a place to be served and to serve uh, as well. Great, awesome, thank you, thank you, great. And then, so the last question I have is just, who, who should I give to and why? Yeah, no, I, I wanna be clear here. I don't wanna say, thus saith the Lord, where the Lord has not clearly <laughs> spoken. Um, and as whether you're talking about the tithe, the percentage, or who you should give it to, there's not a lot of uh, clarity, but I do think there's some biblical principles that apply. Uh, so uh, the, the, you know, the, what, the giving we heard about today was clearly some sort of, in addition to their local church giving, it was probably, a lot of it was routed through their local church probably, but they were supporting Paul, who was an itinerant missionary, basically. Mm -hmm. So that, the example we have here is um, uh, through your uh, ministries that are going around the world and outside necessarily your neighborhood. 
But then we also know from New Testament scripture that like uh, people are required to uh, honor those who labor for them in the gospel. And Paul, yes. while in certain circumstances he did not require uh, certain churches to, to support him financially locally, that was the general rule. The expectation was if someone labors in, to feed you from the gospel, you ought to meet their physical needs. And so there's that strong pattern. It takes money to support a, a shepherd, especially the ideal is that you have at least one shepherd who can do it full time, devote themselves to the ministry of prayer and the word. And so you, you need to financially support that person. Um, and so I think uh, my own personal view, and especially we at this church have we believe great biblical reason to emphasize the ministry of the local church. I think that should be your number one priority in your financial giving is to the local church. Pray about some consistent, not just here and there uh, gifts, but what you could consistently do monthly, weekly, yearly basis uh, to support your local ministry. And then also have that global uh, view of, of supporting mission agencies, missionaries, whether it's our very own missionaries to Honduras, the Woodses that are out through our own church or other uh, groups. Um, so I think those are, those, are, those are two guidelines, I hope. Then, of course, there's the tithe. You know, Kyle uh, dealt really helpfully, just kind of touched on how really the, the, the Old Testament tithe, there were several of them, and, and the New Testament command is just to give generously as you're able. And just in my own personal life, I grew up where the tithe was mentioned a lot. And by God's grace, ever since I've been making any kind of income, I've just made it a regular habit to at least tithe 10% of the gross income to my local church and then look for opportunities above and beyond to give elsewhere. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that's 100% thus saith the Lord, that's what God commands, mm -hmm. but I've, I've found that it's a great place to start. It's, uh, it's large enough to be a sacrifice, but it's uh, small enough that, you know, I should be, if I'm handling my finances properly, it should be doable. So that's just my own personal testimony of how I uh, look to do that. And uh, so my, my number one priority is my local church, wherever that's here at Faith Family or previous local churches. Uh, but then there's uh, certain uh, mission agencies that, that I really care for and that I might either uh, support regularly or certain missionaries or gospel ministries, whether that's uh, Christian gospel-oriented ministries to the poor and to the underprivileged, or where it's just more explicitly like church planting missions type uh, stuff that I might give periodically, or, or friends that I know are church planting and try to support them, uh, you know, either on a regular basis or uh, on a, a momentary basis. Like as I come up to the holidays and I'm thinking about Thanksgiving or Christmas, sometimes that's a special time to kind of look at at my uh, my savings and 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 consider whether God would have me give a, a special one-time gift to a particular mm -hmm. ministry or something. But again, these are just practical insights. Uh, I just encourage people to start, to just pray about like as doing it as an act of worship, not as an act of obligation, but to prayerfully consider what, how they could be good stewards of some of the excess funds that God has given to them uh, to, to further God's work, uh, both locally and around the world. Yes, yeah. great, great. Matthew, what about you? Uh, who should I give to and why? Yeah, so Kyle talked about um, combat giving and consistent giving. So, right. so we should be giving to the front lines, uh, and, and we actually at the church, the church uh, gives uh, every month to mm -hmm. frontline missions, uh, which is you know going out and trying to reach unreached people groups. We also give to uh, Doug and Karen Woods, who are uh, in Honduras serving the people there, um, and we should also be giving to the recurring needs um, of the church. I always laugh. I, I've, I've heard people ask pastors. I've gotten this uh, a lot just being on staff at a church. Uh, what, do you, what do you do for a living? What is your, <laughs> like, what is your job? Well, I, I work at the church. 
no, no, no. Like, what, what do you do during what do you the do? week? You know, like, <laughs> like you don't realize how much time and resources goes into into running even even a small church yeah. like ours. So. I can vouch for them, people. I see the emails. I just see, <laughs> I just see a fraction of the emails. So trust me, the, our, our paid staff here at Faith Family are keeping busy. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. Well, I'll just I'll second. Since what I you... do this for free, I can I can <laughs> highlight them a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'll second what you said. You know, giving to the local church ought to be the top priority. Um, there was a time when, when I was younger that I didn't give to the local church. I gave to, uh, I think it was World Vision or, or one of those things. Mm -hmm. It was just so much more romantic. You know, you got a little, you got a picture in the mail of, of like a child that, that you were helping. But, but don't forget that, that the local church runs off of gifts from members mm -hmm. of the local church. And, and that has to be uh, the driving force. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, yeah, thank you all very much. And um, I, when, I, when I think of just the, the sermon on the whole, Philippians on the whole, because we're coming to a close of the, of the series uh, and, and moving to a new series here, it, it really is. It's, it's funny, Kyle said it in the sermon, and he was like, this is not how I would have yeah. ended the, the book. Um, but I did like that he, that he highlighted Paul's way of, of saying thanks to the church in Philippi. And it really is amazing how that, that church in their poverty uh, contributed to Paul, cared for him. And uh, th this goes into the, just the broader realm of what giving is. Uh, you, you both have mentioned it in different ways, but just, I mean, it is a giving of, of time and energy. And, and that, is, that is the sacrifice that Christ calls us to. And, and when, when we set it in the context of what Philippians is, that, that Jesus has won everything for us, and done everything for us. I can, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Like all true strength comes from Christ when he, when he is that strength for us. Uh, we, we, just, we just want to give. There's not, there's not the awkward like, oh my gosh, that pastor's doing another sermon on giving. It's like, I mean, this is a great way for me to be discipled. This is a great way for me to mature because I'm so, I, I personally am so closely tied to my own finances, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, far be it from me to to just not actually consider the wider needs of the body, and that that's a gift. It's a gift to be able to yeah. just give uh, of our time and energy in the same way that we're called to to rest, uh, like God rests. Um, that that I can rest from my finances. Like I don't mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Like it's it. There's plenty of things to make us uh, anxious, which Philippians mm -hmm. has talked about in the past, but like, it's awesome to be able to, I mean, when I give to, to the church, to the, mm -hmm. the efforts uh, and the work of Christ, um, I just don't have to worry about where that money is going. Like, it, it, is, it is going to God and is in his hands. So, Faith Family, thank you so much. I uh, look forward to seeing you all next Sunday.